Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Uh, yeah, we just had a good laugh. Sportsbet, very clever with uh, a lot of their gifts and things like that. Uh, they've tweeted out that mixed relay, and then there's a picture of Dr. Phil just completely freaking out. <laughs> uh, very, very funny. Very, very funny. That was good. I might give that little push along as well. 0457 736 736 is a way to have your say. This is crunch time. The crunch. Thanks to Red Rooster, the new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Roosters calling. What about the news throughout the week, Ciro? Anthony Milford, he has signed with the Rabbitohs for 2022. What we do know, it won't be the million dollars he's getting a year currently at the Broncos, but he goes to the Broncos where Jason Demetrio is going to take over the reins for South Sydney when Wayne Bennett leaves. And he had coached Anthony Milford there. I think he was assistant coach when yeah. the Broncos went down in that grand final in 2015. And by the way, Milf could have easily won the Clive Churchill that day. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's, it's, it's probably... A- Depth signing for the, for the Rabbitohs, obviously losing you know, losing Renault up to, up to Brisbane. Yeah, so a direct swap we we're just just talking about in the break too. But uh, yeah, I, I would think yeah, he he might be on a quarter of the money that he was at, at the Broncos. He, he just needed a club somewhere just for an opportunity. So we we might see the best of Milford in uh, in twenty two just because he's, he's he's playing for his livelihood. You know, yeah, that that, that that tends to get blokes moving along a little bit. So have they re-signed Benji? Or not I'm, yet. I'm not sure, mate. No, no. So yeah, that, got, that, that sort of yeah. leaves some clues, doesn't it? But yeah, we spoke about see see Blake Taff, Blake Taff, and there's uh, Ilias. young Ilias, yeah, yeah Lucky Ilias coming through. Some some, okay. some lower graders who are both earmarked as as future NRL players and good players too. So I think yeah, they they made the call. You know, Renault being 30, 31, wherever he is, you know, it's, it's time for him to move on and that the young opportunity for the young guys. But I guess Milford. At a bargain price, is a, it, it's a good good depth signing for the club too. Yeah, and probably a similar player to Cody Walker. So if Cody Walker misses through injury or origin, yeah. decent fill-in. He, he can run the footy a fair bit, Mil- Milford. Yeah, he, in his heyday, he's yeah. you know, absolutely dynamic because he's, he's deceptively strong for a little bloke too. Well, he, he was when he you know when he, in his prime, so he just needs to get that confidence back and, and start running the footy. The only thing is, Ciro, well, they're talking about, you know, he wants to play with Cody Walker, but... I, I feel like they're sort of one and the same in many ways. They're the yeah. running player. They're not really. Yeah, the... well, they're not organisers. You need a, yeah, like you need a, a, a bit of a, a general out there, yeah. a, a halfback, a game manager, put it that way, who'll, who'll get you around the park and control the side. And yeah, I, I don't think Milford or, or Cody are particularly those sorts of players. You know, they're off the cuff, yeah, off the cuff sort of spontaneous players. You know, I mean, they'll, they'll work around your structures, but then. Yeah, but those young guys I spoke about, they're they're probably more more game managers, so they're, they're that might be a little little um, showing his hand a bit, Demetrio. Yeah, Demetrio. By the way, on Milford in the Australian, he said he's hungry. He's not happy with the levels he's been at to produce over the past two seasons. What struck me most was that he was accountable for some of that as well. It wasn't all about pointing fingers. It was about he needs to be better and he wants to be. At the end of the day, there's an opportunity for him. There's a lot going on at the club he is at now, and that would affect any half. I think getting him at the club that is stable 
has a core group of really talented footballers and a simple role for him he can slot into will be massive for him and the club, he's basically saying there. So uh, there you go. Good news for you too, uh, James. Uh, James Magnus and Paul Siren in the house today. I'm Joel Kane. Uh, I understand there's a mixed relay in the men's, uh, sorry, in the uh, in the running. Four the by, athletics. Four by 400, <laughs> Alex, is that right? Four by 400. Yeah, it's on tonight. Wow. Ooh, that's a, that's yeah. a tough, tough I think race um, we've, we've got John Stephenson in, I believe, next <laughs> yes. week uh, for the SEN coverage of the Olympics. You watch him mirror my sentiment yeah. around that race. And any ex-athletes, it just, it, it doesn't have the same meaning to win a medal in that as it does in a, a, some of the other events. You can't tell me that Ariane Titmus's gold in the 400 yeah. tallies up the same for a country as that 4 by 100 mixed relay. Just something <laughs> not right there. No, no. Uh, I'll, I'll take a goal, bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll stick it in the cabinet. Great, great Britain are more than happy to. Oh, yeah, weren't they? They were wearing up like they, they do. It's just, oh, on. man. Yeah, bloody Adam Peaty, the breaststroke. <laughs> <laughs> you carry on like a Peaty. Is that allowed? Yeah, you've been a Peaty. That might be the new saying. <laughs> across, across, the, uh, across the coverage I've done this this Olympics with TV, radio, and, and newspaper, I've turned the whole of Australia against breaststroke. And oh, yeah. I'm really happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have no breaststrokers when it comes to Paris. What, what does it mean, by the way, for Paris? So we've got this young squad coming through. It's only three years away. Um, surely we're well, well placed for that. Yeah, really well placed. And, you know, I, I spoke about that extra 12 months and how it would have helped people like Kaylee McEwen and, and Ariane Titmus. I believe they'll just be unbackable favourites going into Paris. They're, they're improving um, and they've continued to improve at an Olympic Games when most people are just trying to kind of hang on to near their best times to, to, to get in those medals. They've exceeded expectations. And what I think this will do for swimming is we've had, uh, by the end of this, we'll have had eight days of a captured audience in Australia, all watching swimming, all falling back in love with the sport that, that was Australian's uh, number one sport for so long back in the heyday. I believe this is the shot in the arm that swimming needed. Um, and I really hope that the momentum continues uh, when these athletes get back. The hard thing for someone like Ariane or Kaylee McEwen, right, they're going to be the most sought after uh, athletes in the country. They come back to two weeks of lockdown, um, to, to two weeks of isolation uh, straight off the back of the Olympics. So I just hope that these athletes can maintain some sort of momentum, get in the public spotlight, get in the media um, and, and really pump the sport up leading into Paris because it is a quick turnaround and I think most of us w would love to follow their journeys for the next three years and see them defend some of those Olympic titles. We spoke to Gian Rooney during the week, Fletch and I, and Gian said that she has not swum a lap in a pool since she retired. And I, I could understand that. Do you do you get out there and, I mean, you're clearly super fit. It looks like you could jump on the on the podium now and have a bit of a swim, but... Do you despise going in the pool now? No, I don't. I don't. I think swimming uh, spits out two different types of athletes at the end of their careers. There's the ones that potentially pushed it uh, that little bit too far and, and kind of retired out of necessity rather than want um, and, and didn't qualify for those back teams. Same as in rugby league, right? There's some players who retire on top. And there's some players who will slowly start to miss first grade and, and finish their career as a res reserve grade player. What, what that leaves you with is two different, uh, very different mentalities uh, around the sport and, and their position in it. So for me, um, you know, I retired um, at a time when I, I still enjoyed the sport. I still enjoyed what I was doing. And, and now I have fond memories and I jump back in the pool every now and then during summer 
just to have a splash. Um, you know, I have no uh, no motivation to get back and race, but, uh, you know, I still love the water and it's still a part of who I am. So what are you doing there? Like, you are super fit still. So what, what do you generally do during a week? Uh, I, I work out at the gym. Um, I, I own a gym equipment yeah, company. Give, give it a plug. <laughs> yeah, so I own a gym equipment company called Habitual Equipment. Um, so as the face of that, uh, I kind of have to stay in shape a yeah. little bit. Um, but lockdown for us has been massive because every man and his dog wants a, a home gym now. Um, so it's it's been it's been really good for us. Um, but we also do commercial gyms and stuff like that. So yeah, mostly just weights. Uh, training for the SAS TV show, kind of oh, yeah. yeah. That that kind of made me switch up my training and change my body shape a little bit. Um, I was very upper body dominant before that, and I needed to. Uh, for that show, do long pack marches and walks and stuff like that. So I started running and doing a lot of leg weights and that type of thing. So I just, I, I love varying things up now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's For me, it's exciting to be able to exercise outside of my profession. So who, who did you leave that show most close to? Um, probably two blokes. So Merrick Watts, the comedian, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he made it right to the end uh, uh, along with me. And, and we, you know, bonded uh, a lot throughout that. He was like, the father figure of the group, um, and then Shannon Ponton. Oh yeah, the biggest loser coach. So I've I've kept in contact with Shannon. I still catch up with him pretty regularly. Um, just two really knockabout blokes. Um, you know, we had all three of us had the sort of similar upbringings and similar mentality, um, and, and I, I really got along with them. Um, There's a few different characters on the show. Some of those blokes from the entertainment world. We're a little, oh, we're, yeah. they, they tick a little bit differently, those creative <laughs> guys. <laughs> we all kind of the same, mate. Yeah, that's right. That's that's but, um, right. yeah, no, that was a great experience. Yeah. So, so your upbringing, so Port Macquarie, did, did you stay there for your entire upbringing? Yeah, so I stayed there until I finished school. Um, obviously, my mum being a teacher, she actually taught me in year 12 for modern history. Did she? So she was very keen on me finishing school and, and uh, you know, coming down to Sydney after school, not not before um, so when I finished school, I moved to Sydney um, to swim. Um, I started university, but that didn't really continue once the swimming took off. But yeah, I think a childhood in Port Macquarie is oh, such a great oh, thing. Like it's just the best the world, place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I'd I'd love to get back up there one day. But um, you know, most work opportunities and stuff like that are here in the big smoke. But were you sort of from the get go making state and all those sorts of things, or not really? Yeah, not really. And I think the hard thing in Port Macquarie was that the swimming pool was closed between sort of April and uh, September, October. Oh, winter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I only swam sort of five months a year. Um, and then in, in winter, I'd play football. Um, so regardless what, of... What number on your back? So finished finished at number 12. Oh, um, yeah. Started sort of in the backs, got a little bit slower. Uh, respect, and mate. then totally uh, <laughs> get out of the backs. Yeah, <laughs> then, then moved up into the forwards. But um, yeah, at, at a young age, um, I, I was never a prodigious talent. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I was sort of 16, 17, 18 that I started to progress through through the ranks a bit more. And you but, blitz modern history. It was my worst mark in was the it? HSC. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, Mum, what have you done? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. She'll be cringing listening oh, to that, but uh, <laughs> probably similarly to Joel. Yeah. Probably English was his worst. <laughs> I actually do think, I, I wish I had a paid um, or, or worked harder at English for our particular vocation now. But anyway, uh, there you go. And, and I have never in my time found another town that has more roundabouts than Port Macquarie. You are greeted by a roundabout every 50 metres, aren't you? Uh, yeah, there's roundabouts everywhere. And 
so many um, retired people move to town and don't really understand the concept of a roundabout. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. Have you say, by the way, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy uh, text messages coming through. These power drunk Queensland government officials are literally insane. QFL players at Southport dragged off the field 10 minutes into a game, yet racing six kilometres away at Bundle. Seven people infected in all of Queensland. Five of them are in one house in Brisbane. One other had been on the Gold Coast and one other uh, is from Sunshine Coast, Budurum. So 11 local government areas are shut down, including all of Gold Coast and all of Sunshine Coast. Who sent Cheers. that in? Was that Bondi Jack? Paul, Paul from East Ride. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm with you, chap. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, what did you make of the Craig Bellamy resigning, Ciro? Oh, well, I think it was a, you know, a fait accompli, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What, was it, is it five years? Or what a great it, contract. As, as long as he wants. Or? Five years, and he said, boys, I'll be coaching basically until I don't want to. And I'll... He, he, he doesn't have the coin, does no. he? Really, I, I, don't, I don't think. Craig does outside of coaching. He's just a career coach. He yeah. just loves coaching and love, loves being around rugby league and rugby league players. But, uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. I wouldn't mind half his coin he's going to be on the next five yeah. years. But I heard on yeah. NRL 360, 1.5, 1.6. Yeah, that'd be right. I think yeah. he's on about two now. But if you stretch it out over five years, not guaranteed to coach the whole time. Oh, that'd man. Be. But his record, his record of the last 20 years is, you know, oh. it's just, it's up there, isn't it? It's it, you know, it's a, it's a benchmark for all. NRL coaches, so yeah. that's that's why. So, but uh, and and on the back of that too, I think uh, young Paps is was pretty waiting to see what he does too, and mm. he's he's resigned too, recommitted to the club too. Pap yeah, he said, so yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's a he's a great talent too. So, three year extension with the Storm. So that's that's a, so their spine is looked locked and loaded. There's no doubt about that. And the fact that they've let Fanukin go suggests, and, and Bellamy almost was almost an agent for him, really pumping him up. There was so yeah. much interest for Dale Finucane. And look, don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic signing for the Sharks. Yeah. You know, all boats rise with the tide and they're going to improve. However, four years, that sort of money, Ciro. It's... I, I, yeah. And, and he, he, he was fantastic around the Origin squad too. And, and I think I said to you guys a couple of weeks ago, just his his level of professionalism, you know, his... his, his Attention to detail. Share, share with Jimmy just, the warm-up in the game yeah, he wasn't playing. So, so, so he, he was 20th man for game two. Yeah. So you would not normally have, 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 have play number 20 strip and warm-up for a game. Yeah. But because of how his intensity he trains with, he just he's just 100 miles an hour all the time. Um, Freddie and Freddie and Bedsy and, and Fitzy said, mate, strip, strip and warm-up for the game just because he's, you know, he, he's, he's that good. He's yeah. that good. He's that intense before a game. Yeah, he's a professional, so he, you know, he had had him ready to go for, as, for game two. So, as um, a Bulldogs fan, I remember there was a point where a number of contracts uh, came up for yes. a renewal and stuff, mm. and we re-signed the likes of Sam Cassiano yeah. and let a young Dale Finucane go down to Melbourne. I mean, some of those decisions you look back at, um, uh, it's, it's, oh, yeah, it hurts. Well, I remember Dale and, and, and Josh Jackson coming through in the twenties competition, yep. probably yep. ten, well, ten years ago it would have been. And, you could just see both of those guys are going to be NRL players long, you know. Mm. But, both uh, country boys as well. Yeah, well, he he, he never. It, it's funny because because Adal told told a story during camp that he he um so he, I think he's played in what five five or seven grand finals, won five premierships or something in the yeah. last. It, it's it's a fantastic record. But at, at seventeen, at seventeen, um, he missed all the all, all the rep sides. All the, he, he missed out on. He trialed at Canberra for an. Uh, S2 ball and never got picked. Wow. So just, you know, he just went back and worked on his game and worked on the basics. And it just goes to show you that, you know, you, you, you said yourself, mate, that, you know, 
you don't necessarily at 16, 17, you're a superstar. You, it, it, that doesn't equate to being, you know, five years later, but, but being that way too, and, and vice versa. If you're not, if you're a little bit off the pace, you know, we all mature at different levels, and, and we understand what we were to do at, at different times, and you mature, and there at, you go. At um, Cronulla, so they signed Cam McGuinness, telling him that oh. he'd play 13. Yeah. yeah. So does Finucan slot into the front row? Like he's not a huge body no, no. to be I running like... back off kickoffs. He did a few in Origin. I was just. So, oh man, like he, and what, very what would similar. he be? Hundred well, kilos? Dale, if that? Dale would be probably hundred and two, something like that. Yeah. So, so he, yeah, it, by by a front row of standard, he's, he's not big at all. But nah. him, him and Cam McKinnis are very, very similar. Like, like Cam's a true professional too, and he's he's real intense with his training and he's he's meticulous with preparation too. So I mean, Fitzy's got two of them now. That'll be great, great role models for the younger players in, in, in the club. But yeah, he's got a he's got to carry. 2017 every week. That, I kind of thought that guys. in the halves as well. They signed Nico Hines to play six and then re-signed Moylan. And now they've done it with two 13s. Uh, I mean, it's great depth to add to their squad, but you kind of start to think, how does that take the field next year? Like, yeah. do you put Moylan at seven? Similar-ish type player to Nico Hines. And I guess now you'll have uh, Finucane and Toby Rudolph at prop. Similar type players. Yeah. And then McInnes at lock that... I don't know. So it's just sometimes it feels like teams sign the talent that's available rather than the talent that they need to slot into positions. All targeted. That's right. Yeah. yeah. If you, you go for the oh, – probably Tigers get linked. Every player off contract can get, <laughs> get, get, get linked to a Tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, honestly. Oh, you no. know, yeah. they're, they're, they're a whipping boy for, yeah, for, for player managers. They just say, oh, the Tigers have offered them. X, Y, Z, they just go to a club and say, well, the Tigers have offered this. Yeah. You match yeah, that. Yeah, a little, yeah. So yep. that's – yeah. yeah. They, which is which is not fair at all. So. Uh, Curtis Scott, of course, uh, he yeah. he was linked to the West Tigers yeah. there. I don't know where that's at at the moment. I think it's gone cold, and particularly now the West Tigers are probably out of the running. It's, it doesn't make any sense to invite another player outside the group into the club. Uh, Fanukin made under seventeens for the Southern Stingrays. Uh, my <laughs> mate was the coach. Remember the Southern Stingrays? <laughs> well, hello, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Are you with me, Ostag. <laughs> yes, Ostag team. That's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> I, tell, I tell you, a late bloom. You would know this story probably, Ciro. Uh, Jimmy, you may not. But I, I wore the same jersey as you as the Port Macquarie Sharks. Yeah. And you played teams like Wingham and you played teams yep. like Foster and yep. and uh, Tari United and Tari Red Rovers and those sorts of teams. So we used to play against Tari Red Rovers and, and they would beat us in the grand final typically. And they had three players who were just guns and you knew their name. And, and anyway, none of them sort of players kicked on. They played lower grades at the Knights and whatever else. But myself and one of their players who wasn't in their top three were invited down to trial for the St. George Dragons before they become St. George Illawarra Dragons. So we've trialled, and I've desperately wanted this, right? And my mate desperately wants it because he supports the Dragons, right? But I'm, in, I'm ahead of him in under 16, so I'm not really concerned of him. I've just got to go and do my bit. Pressure got to me, didn't play very well at all. He's gone out there, guns blazing, carved up, best player in the open trial. As I'm leaving Cogra. I get this call almost immediately by Peter O'Sullivan, who's the doyen of recruitment now over there at the Warriors. Warriors he yeah, signed yeah. Inglis and all these great Melbourne Storm players. He said, mate, we'd love to offer you a two-year deal. And I was so relieved, you know. So I packed up from Port Macquarie and I've moved out and lived with a family who lived near the club. And I was so relieved that I mucked up my opportunity. I got there. First day of training in November, they've rolled out the red carpet and they're just so up and about for me and you know and I can't really I'm, I'm taking it on board but not really getting it this starts to dwindle over time 
And I'm actually living with Peter O'Sullivan out at Rudy Hill, right? So I'd get in his... He was driving a truck at the time. We'd finish training. We'd have these long chats in this this uh, truck on the way home. And he said, mate, uh, this is after about two months. He said, are you feeling homesick? I said, no, no, no. I'm loving this, Peter. He goes, well, I know you're missing your girlfriend. I said, no, no, it's all right. It's, it's all gone. I'm, I'm loving this. So he says, um, mate, we have to have a chat tonight because you're actually very close to being sent home. And I said, really? And... He says, we've got to go through this video. So we have dinner, and all I'm thinking about, we had beef stroganoff, I'll never forget it, and all I'm thinking about is this bloody video. The dreaded beef stroganoff. <laughs> yeah, that's never good. Go the, last, the last summer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm having the beef stroganoff, and he sits me down, he presses play on the tape, right? And he, he's watching this game, and he says, look, what do you make of that run? I said, oh, it's a great run, obviously. He said, what about this passing, great defence, you know, the defence, great defence. He says, how do I get you back to doing that? You sure you're not homesick? I said, no, no, I'm not homesick. He said, well, how do I get you back to doing that? I said, get me back to doing that. He said, yeah. I said, mate, you've just shown me half an hour tape from a mate from Taree. <laughs> <laughs> he said, what? I said, you've just shown half an hour of tape from my little mate from Taree. He said, well, that's who we're supposed to sign. Oh, right? man. The kid who only wanted to play for the Dragons, right? <laughs> he said, well, who's that? And as it turns out, it was SG Ball round one we took on the Newcastle Knights, and he went back and had a last-minute trial with the Newcastle Knights, Danny Badiris. Oh, mm. wow. I thought that might Andy. have been coming. Yeah. I thought that might have been coming. Yeah, Danny Steel Badiris. City. Yeah, Steel from City. The Steel yeah. City. He's got, uh, got the, a little, little interest in Has that Has he too. got an interest in that too yeah. with the Johns boys? There's, there's a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Gidley and yeah. Yeah, the, the, the beer connoisseurs, the beer oh, barons of Newcastle. But, yeah, I've heard that story. It's a good, yeah. great story. True story. Yeah. That is hilarious. Pe- Peter O'Sullivan tries as a knight, says it was the late Maxine Innes and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But, uh, so did you keep your contract? Yeah. They didn't send you home. No, th- what happened then is he said, because Danny Badiris back in those days was a 5'8". He wasn't a dummy mm. half. Oh, okay. I was going right? to say, were well, you playing hooker? No, no. Yeah, yeah. And, and so he said, um, well, mate, how, how do we do so? I said, well, for starters, you're playing me out of position. He said, um, where do you not? I said, I like playing fullback. And he goes, well, put me back to fullback the next week and it saved my career. Wow. So that was that was the case. I wasn't much <laughs> of a ball player. Anyway, uh, 1-300-01-1170 is a way to have your say. Well, I reckon I played Bedsy. Bedsy may, may have debuted against. It was my last. Oh, yes. It could have been my... 97. My second or... Third, it was 97 or 98. It was... What are they? Yeah, 90. Was it he might have... Day, uh, might have been 98. Yeah. 98, Bedsy, yeah. Because um, I, I reckon I... Pl- could have been my second last game in the in, at Balmain, second or third last game in the it pissed down rain at Leichhardt, not for the first or last time. And, and we played the Knights, and I, I remember Joe was yahooing and carrying on, and but he, he played fullback. He might have played fullback or oh, something yeah. like Bedsy. Yeah, there we go. go. Yeah. Uh, Thirty points to sixteen. Yeah. Thirty points to sixteen. The Knights defeated the Balmain yeah. Tigers. Yeah. Was it ninety seven <laughs> or ninety eight? It, it was the August 16, 1998. It was. It was one of my last games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he debuted. Yeah. And oh, do you remember your goal kicker that day? Oh, this would be a good one. Was it Harry Basari? Lee, Lee Hennessy. Oh, Leap and Lee Hennessy. Leap and Lee <laughs> Hennessy. Lalo <laughs> <laughs> Milford two tries. Did he? Mark right. O'Neill got a meaty. Uh-huh. Neil Piccinelli got two. Oh. Neil Piccinelli, you figured he went to the Knights. He got a couple. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's Spaghetti Brothers from yeah. Illawarra. Tony Butterfield. Skipoletti and Piccinelli. Yeah. Joey, yeah. Jason Moody, Peter Shields, and uh, number one for the Knights? Was Dee Badiris. Danny Badiris. Yeah, that's right. Number oh, one. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. Yeah, they got confused with me. They were watching this bloke mm. in Port Macquarie playing yeah. full <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened there. Anyway, there you go. So that's uh, 1998. Was he, was he quick at nine? 
remember him being that Benzie, quick. Benzie? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, he wasn't a beach sprint champion like that. <laughs> but he, he's, he's got reasonable speed. Pretty quick. Yeah, Benzie. okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, I bumped, I bumped Benzie in, uh, in Vegas. Did you? Yeah, oh. lovely bloke. Champion. Actually, the other bloke I spent a bit of time with in Vegas was uh, Curtis Sirenen. Oh yeah, bumped him at a pool party wow. at uh, the Wet Republic in Las Vegas. Him that, and uh, a few of the Tigers boys. That's so, right, they were young fellas. There you small, go. Small world. Very yeah. very small. We better not go into too much detail here. Jimmy, I watch. We'll talk about it after. They were very reserved. Those footy <laughs> boys. Bump a crowd that day too. Yeah. By the way, yeah. at zero. It was a uh, four thousand eight hundred. Would have been a thousand people. Yeah, if they were like, it could be barnsy. They've bumped that up. Oh yeah, hundred percent, mate. It had flogged down rain for about three weeks. It was a mud mud pile at Leichhardt. Yeah, because it uh, didn't improve from the last game too, a couple of weeks later. But anyway, anyway, great memories. The show goes on. Uh, Olympics update, by the way, thanks to Habitual Equipment. That's the way to do that. <laughs> habitual Equipment. Polo, the water polo update. The Sharks are down 14-5, just under five minutes remaining in that one in the fourth quarter. Halftime, the Hockey Roos nil all versus the Lionesses in the Argentina Brigade there. This is crunch time. Paul Sirenen, the missile, James Magnus, and I'm Joel Kane. A break and back with more. It is flying, boys, this hour. A break and back with more. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.